Leadership is both a research area and a practical skill encompassing the ability of an individual, group, or organization to lead, influence, or guide other individuals, teams, or entire organizations. U.S. academic environments define leadership as a process of social influence in which a person can enlist the aid and support of others in the accomplishment of a common task. It can be argued that there are many definitions and ideas as to what constitutes leadership. In today's Podchats for Future CIO, Ms. Honest Cheng, mentor and co-founder of Mojo Domo Group, shares her view on what leadership is in today's disruptive and dynamic digital environment. What is your definition of leadership? For me, the leadership basically, I think, is you can't just uh, walk the talk and talk the talk. I think you need to demonstrate you're the role model for particular, some of the subject area. And also, you have, a, you have the capability to inspire your team to identify the right talent and make them to develop their potential. I think this is very important. We also need to get the common goal for the, for the company, and then we need to make them to do some meaningful thing together. This year, we just finished IWD International Women's Day. Some of the women I talked to said that it's not really about gender. It's more about what's inside you. So the question I have for you is, does it matter if you are a male or female to become a good leader? I don't think so. It's really about the quality of yourself rather than just the gender. But to a certain extent, let's say if your target industry or target audience, which is more woman-focused, let's say if you're doing the beauty business, if you're doing the fashion business, uh, mainly your audience or the buyer or the, the, uh, they are female, to a certain extent, being a woman, it may be good you know, to have more insight about themselves. Or maybe if you talk about the formula business or the meal powder business, then being a woman, it would be much better than a man. But at the same time, what I think is for a team, you need to have the diversity and also inclusivity because I don't know everything. I may need to pull out different nationality people, different gender, different age, and also different qualification people to glue the team together. Then you were able to serve a bigger market. So this ability to glue things is probably something that a leader, you expect a leader to have, right? The ability yes. to bring in yes. people. I think being a leader is first you need to show you're accountable for what for the decision that your team make. And at the same time, you need to empower your team as well. Because at the end of the day, you, even you are very, very smart being a leader. You can't do everything by yourself. And if you do everything by yourself, why you need to lead the team? That's why I think empowerment is important. And at the same time, you need to identify the strength of your team and get them to, to do something which they think they are confident, or even they don't confidence, but at least you can get, get them to do it in a confidence way. What about this? I mean, my previous company, I had a, my boss, my manager is a micromanager. He, oh. he likes to track everything. My wife's company now, one of their bosses is a very loose guy. He sent out a message recently about this government just introduced a lockdown. And when the staff were asking him, what do we do now? He said, oh, do whatever you want. Work from anywhere you want. See? So you have, on one hand, you have a micromanager, and the other hand, you have somebody who says, ah, do whatever you want, I don't care. <laughs> How do you strike a balance between being able to you know, manage a business property and grow it, and at the same time, keep the trust of your employees as well as the trust of your customers? Is there a magic number? I don't think there's a magic number. Strike the balance, find the sweet spot, which is very, it's an art, it's not a science. But what I think what we can do is first, 
if you're running a big team, you need to have some rules because you need to set the rules, let the team know. Some of the subject matter, you need to have the rules to make sure that your team know how to judge it. Otherwise, you can't empower them because empowerment is also live with some of the rules. And when you build a team, you need to know the strength and also the, the weaknesses for the team member, which is important, including your supervisor, they also need to know. And at the same time, what you need to know is what is your common value and also common vision of the company. Because at the end of the day, everyone that you will give them the empowerment, but sometimes empowerment will be quite weak. That's why what they need to do is, what is the rules 101? What is the mission for this company? When they know the mission of the company, they have the capability to judge whether what is the right direction. COVID is still with us. How is COVID-19, the restrictions around it, impacting the kind of leadership that is expected by the business? And what about the staff, the employees? What do they expect of the leader during this period? And of course, finally, in terms of the customers and the business partners that you have, what do they expect from you now that we are in this COVID-19 period? I think first, which industry are you on? If your industry is already on online, I think to a certain extent you catch the wave for COVID. What I mean by catch the wave is to a certain extent you're already in a good mode, work from home and also you know uh, you already got your product, put it in the website, put it in different apps to do the whatever promotion and also because basically we don't have a lot of human touch. That's why internet will be a good means you know for, for you to contact your partner, contact your customer or contact your staff. That's why to a certain extent I think for the some of the high-tech company, especially the inter- internet savvy company, they have this kind of advantage. But let's say if you're a traditional company, like the retailer, I think they have a big hurt. First, I think they need to do is they need to identify what kind of thing that they need to do in order to, to make the company survive. I think this is important. Survive. And after that, they need to resilient. What is my resilient is how to react, you know, into this kind of in the past it's called new normal. And I, now I don't think it's new normal, it's new reality. We need to live with it, everyone knows already. And this kind of thing will continue, minimum human touch will be continuous at least for one to three years. This is something that we need to react fast and how to change your, your journey. The journey including the customer journey. If your customer need to pay in order, the, this is the pay journey. That's why it's a lot, a lot of process. In the past, it's very, very manual process. You need to digitalize it and make it a user-friendly approach to your customer, to your partner, and also to your employee. And also for employee, there's always, we need to strike the balance because on one hand, being a leader, we need to be very empathy because there's a lot of unfortunate things we can't control. But at the same time, how to maintain, you know, the team spirit, the staff is delicate to work in a virtual environment. It's a kind of, you know, the challenge for the leader. I think continuous communicate by Zoom, continue, you know, keep the people engaged in a different way is very important. And at the same time, being a leader, we need to show our passion and also our heart to our staff. Hey, we care about you because we understand that during this time, none of us experienced COVID before, but we just work together and see what kind of thing that we can make use of this crisis to change our business into a digital way. How significant is the impact of technology in terms of the new type of leader? Oh, I think this is a very good question. For technology, the good thing is I involved technology for many years already, over 20 years. That's why I already tapped into that zone for a long time. And digital transformation for me is already embedded in my DNA. And for this breadth of leader, if 
your company haven't got any digital process from the procurement perspective, from the accounting perspective, even from the expense report perspective, you need to think about it. How to make it very mobile savvy or digital savvy, which is important. This is not only for internal, it's also for external as well. First, your customer may be having more and more, you know, millennium. And millennium, to be frank, they're very internet savvy, very mobile savvy. And you need to change the mode of communications, using the social media to communicate. Instead of in the past, put your advertisement in, in TV, in outdoor. There's a lot of things you need to be changed. And I think the leader first, if you're not digital savvy or if you're not technical savvy, what you need to learn is be open. Being open is very important because there's a lot of technology that I don't know as well. That's why I need to be open to listen or to explore a lot of different things like artificial intelligence, like big data, like cloud, blockchain, cryptocurrency, this kind of thing. Because we need to be very hungry in learning this kind of thing in order to tap on some of the stuff they already you can use this kind of technology to replace it to accelerate to make the process more efficient and robust what is the one leadership lesson you've learned in your career one lesson is that I would like to share is in the past I worked in Yahoo and I built a China team and as you know being a foreign company there's a lot of constraint you know for internet company and for Yahoo we still have the entity in China but what is the uh, our way is we merge with Alibaba and during that time because of Alibaba that kind of integration because it's a big guy that's why we need to let the team you know integrate with Alibaba and I think during that time what I learned is because you need to be very empathy to your team because you, you raise them. They have a lot of personal touch with you and they trust you. But I understand that the, the merging decision is not done by me. It's done by the whole, you know, the Yahoo board or the senior management, although I'm also part of the senior management. But to a certain extent, we make a decision together. That's why what you need to do is let the team have choice. Either they want to stay with Alibaba or either they want to, you know, find a job. First, I think give them choice is very important. Give them the empathy is very important. And also, whenever they need any help for this kind of integration, I think I need to be the one who fight for their, I can't, I don't want to say it's benefit, but at least it's put myself into their shoes and fight for something which is the best for the company and also the best for the team. I think this is important. And end up, this team will be my friends and also I, I, show that, I also show that I'm accountable for the action that we take for the team. As a female executive, what has been the most significant barrier to women pursuing a career in leadership? What do you see is going to be the most significant barrier if they want to become future leaders, future CEOs, future, you know, whatever leadership, they could be COOs, CEOs, or entrepreneurs, owners of a company. I think it's not the gender to hinder them to be the future leader. I think it's women to a certain extent, yes, they will put more focus compared with male, put more focus in uh, raising their family, giving birth to their kids. I think to a certain extent, the company itself or the woman itself, they also need to allow certain time, which is for this kind of family matter. I think the only hindrance is during that time, during the, the time of, of raising the kids or giving birth to the kids, to a certain extent, women really, from the physical perspective, they need to some time to recover. And I think this is the only thing that hinder the woman to be the leader. But I think this is a very, very short 
short time. Mm. I think whether they can be the leader or not is whether they are determined or not. Because I know a lot of lady partners in Deloitte, there's one story. Yes. On the day, she just give birth to the baby. In the afternoon, she just straight working on, on her computer in her bed. I don't think nowadays there's a lot of hindrance for women to being a leader. But one thing, it depends on which country. For Hong Kong, for Singapore, for Philippines, or for US or Europe or Australia, I think to a certain extent, they treat women and men are equal. I understand there's a lot of country, they are still give the ceiling for the women. I think this is not related to the women or not. It also depends on the social norms on that particular country, like Korea, like Japan. It's very, very rarely to find some leader who have willpower to in the top. I think it's a social norm. Finally, what advice would you give to the next generation of female leaders? One criteria nowadays is very, very important is innovative. You always need to be like what I said before. You need to be open. You need to keep update with some of the technology or at least your team need to keep alert with the update technology. How to do this kind of technology, put into practice for your company. This is important as well because the technology can drive your company, can leapfrog your company from a good company to the great company. I think you need to be very innovative from the technical perspective. Second thing is being a woman, I think we are very to a certain extent compared with men we got more from the emotion perspective we are better in we are better in caring uh, more people caring more the team this is with more human nature and also with more empathy you know to the team as well that was miss honest chung mentor and co-founder of mojo domo group on the topic of leadership is more than walking the talk you are listening into podcasts for future cio as always if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our weekly free newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.